Hello, I'm Matt Carpenter, and this is the Good Life Podcast. Hello, today we have a special bonus edition of the Good Life Podcast, and I'm interviewing my daughter, Phoebe. Phoebe's been reading for quite a while, and I thought it would be good to talk with her about books, especially books for older kids and young adults. Years ago, before I was a dad, I thought, I always want to read whatever my kids are interested in reading before they actually read it. Because I said, then I'll know what's in the book and I can guide them through it. And then Phoebe has come along and has blown my grand ideas away because she can read faster than I can and remembers it but that is helpful because she's able to give me some really good feedback on books so Phoebe glad that you are taking time to talk about this so so let's just start with this when you're looking at a book I know certain books appeal to you and certain ones do not so what do you look for in a book I look for excitement, something enjoyable to listen to and will hold your attention. But also, I'd like to look for books with good morals to them. All right, so I know that there, there's a lot of people who have written about that very thing. One guy that comes to mind, his name is Vegan Gororian, and he's written an entire book called Tending the Heart of Virtue on the importance of children's literature and the way that it forms morals. And of course, uh, he got some of that from Russell Kirk, who you know we like, I like a lot. So those are important elements to a book, but also something we discussed at times here in our family is there are books that have good morals, but they're not it's not just about morality if a book has good morals but it's poorly written then you don't enjoy it very much no i really do not so and and there are some of those books that you've read before i know that you've come to me and said dad i did not enjoy it so just because it has a virtuous person in it doesn't mean it's a virtuous book no sir not at all so okay Let's go ahead and get to some of the books that you enjoy. I know that there are books that that you've read, and and most of these uh, I've read as well, or we've read as a family. So just tell us about them. And and this is not just knowing for your sake, but this is also about helping other people to to discover books that appeal to young adults. So, So what are some books that you have enjoyed in the past? is The Mysterious Benedict Society, which is actually a series of books put up by an author whose name I don't remember at the moment, but 
they're about this team of children who try who try to help bring down some some bad people. A set slightly into the future and is really good. I know we enjoyed that as a family. That was one of those books that all of you kids would say when we'd say it's time to stop reading. No, please, let's just read a few more pages. And <clears throat> it was sanctifying on everyone's account because you all would want us to read more. And sometimes we would and sometimes we would not. So how many books are there in that series? Five, I believe. Okay. And which one is your favorite of those? Well, to tell you the truth, the first one is really, really good. But the second one is probably my favorite. Okay. What makes... What is it about that second book that is your favorite? Well, just being able to go to different countries. Sorry, I'm kind of a spoiler here. But no problem. Yeah. Okay, good. So the Mysterious Benedict Society, or the entire series of the Benedict Society, I have wondered actually, and I know I'm not the only one, but I have wondered to what degree the author is using the idea of Saint Benedict, uh, the the Christian monk who founded the the order of Saint Benedict, because in the book you have a wise older man who calls this group of kids together, and they have a a, a kind of monastic life when they're living in his home and I won't give away any more of the story than that but I have I, I've wondered about that so okay what's another well some another series slightly lesser known than this is about is called Mr. Pipe or the first one is called Mr. Pipes and the British Henmakers it's about these two kids from America who come to England on a vacation and meet this old or organ, this old man who plays an organ, and he teaches them all about hymn makers and and the books. There are even some; they even print off some of those hymns and put them in. It's very enjoyable. So, so it's not though just a, a list of books. I mean, there, there, there's a plot behind it. Yes. Though. In the first one, they travel around. In, they travel around the countryside and hear about people from usually around the Reformation period. Okay, now, I'm guessing probably if it's British hymn makers that Isaac Watts. They'll talk about Isaac yes. Watts and Charles Wesley. Yes. And so anyway, I, I know you've thoroughly enjoyed that. Now you said there's some other books in that series, so. Uh, now, who's the author, again, of that? Douglas Bond. He lives in Tacoma, Washington. Not too far from the place we used to live in Idaho, actually. Okay. And what are some of the other books that you've read in that series? Well, I have read Mr. Pipes and the Psalms and Hymns of the Reformation. They travel around Reformation to Reformation sites. 
and I have read the last one called The Accidental Voyage. So that does not start with Mr. Pipes, dun 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 dun. That actually has so so that is there anything different about that than than the other books? Um, no, not really. They're still traveling okay. around. All right. Okay. So what's another book that you've enjoyed or series that you've enjoyed? Well, while we're on series instead of books. I'll go with 100 Cupboards. It's it's a fun book about some or a kid who discovers a bunch of cupboards by the plaster in his wall actually and just and travels to different places. Now the author of those books is one that everyone is probably familiar with in our circles. Uh, that's Nate Wilson or N.D. Wilson as he goes by his pen name. So, uh, and there, you've read all the books in that series as well. Yes, sir. So there's 100 Cupboards and then... Dandelion Fire and the Chestnut King. Dandelion Fire and the Chestnut King. So, yes, that probably, I think, speaking for myself, my favorite series that he has written. is another book that I really like for its portrayal of the Inklings the, and it's called Looking for the King. It's a fictional story about uh, centering around a young man and a young woman and who are visiting Arthurian sites and even once he gets to sit in on one of their meetings. The author I know of that book is David C. Downing, and he's written several books on C.S. Lewis and the Inklings. So I know that book is delightful because he actually takes wor their, the words of Inklings, Tolkien and Lewis and Charles Williams, and inserts them into the novel. So that's not made. That was not written for kids, but I know you you expressed a lot of enjoyment in it. Yes, sir. Definitely. Well, good. That is that is a good novel to to bring up there and not one that a lot of people have written. Now, <clears throat> it's common for people to think that, you know, modern novels are great, but we don't want to actually get into older works of literature. But I know you've read some, uh, some of the, some are assigned to you, but then there's some that you've just picked up. So, so tell us about some classic works of literature that you actually have enjoyed and would read on your own. Wow. Oh, I have really enjoyed Charles Dickens' A Tale of Two Cities. It is probably one of my favorite of his works, and I have just really enjoyed that. It, it's, it has a really sad ending, but it's a very good book. So what is it about the book? I mean, the, the plot is set during the French Revolution, but what is it, if you could put into one sentence, 
What is it about the book that grabs you so much? I can't. Okay. I know one thing when we talked before, and one sentence is kind of difficult, but when, when, when you and Amanda were talking about this book, the, the way that, that Charles Dickens depicts the characters is very strong. He does a really good job in character development. So, yes, I would agree that that is a it's a very strong book and it's one that you don't have to be an adult to enjoy so are there any others of those types of works well there's one that I that I'm thinking of just off the top of my head and Lucy Maud Montgomery's Anna Green Gables is a classic and I really enjoy it, and it's just a great book. That's another that we read early. I mean, when you were very young, we were reading that book, and you enjoyed it because it's not complicated. It just presents characters in Avonlea, which is the fictional town on Prince Edward Island that where, where Marilla and Matthew and Anne live. And it, it, it is commonly thought that that is a girl's novel. But I can say for myself, it's not just a novel for girls. Because there, there are men, even though Anne is the main character, there are men in the book. And she depicts life not overly I mean Anne is very romantically minded not romantic love but just in general uh, a romantic but she does a good job uh, Ellen Montgomery does a good job in talking about the different interesting unique people that make up Avonlea now this is not a classic work of literature but talking about Avonlea reminds me of it in, in our family we really like books that depict small town life and we're going through one of them again right now which I know you've already read this and uh, your mom and I read this oh goodness before y'all were born and that's Jan Karen's Mitford series yes sir so can you tell us a little bit about Mitford just just what's what's there well, it's got that small town feel to it that makes it endearing, and it the people are are solid. They're they're kind. They're also pretty funny. Yes. Quirky. They always some will show up just when just when they aren't just when they don't seem to to be needed at the moment, <laughs> such as. Well, I'm giving a little bit of a spoiler here. That's all right. The dog. That huge dog. Yes. Barnabas. It's it's a book that it actually, actually does approach some difficult situations. It's not a, a, an empty, superfluous book. But but yes, Jan Karen's Mitford series is 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 a delight to read. So <clears throat> 
you also, and I'm, I know you've gotten this from me, you enjoy mystery novels. So tell us just a couple of mystery writers that young adults, in addition to, to regular uh, adults, could read. Agatha Christie's novels are really good. One of my favorites is Cards on the Table, just because it's complex. Now, there are, you know, Agatha Christie has two main detectives. One is Hercule Poirot, and the other is Miss Marple. So, which detective is in this novel? Hercule Poirot. Okay. So, what what is the name of it again? Cards on the Table. Cards on the Table. And, personally, I, I like the, the short... The, the, the book of short stories called The Labors of Hercules that she wrote that Poirot is is the, the primary character in that and and The Labors of Hercules he actually takes on the he takes on different cases that mimic the, the 12 labors of the Greek um demigod Hercules so that is it's an interesting twist just in itself but of course it has fantastic uh, unique mysteries almost all those stories are fascinating there are a few that are not quite as enjoyable but again out of the 12 I think at least 10 of them are wonderful so okay so Agatha Christie anybody else Dorothy Sayers, yet another female mystery writer, for her Lord Peter Whimsey stories. Yes, Lord Peter Whimsey is is good, and and I will say there 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 is adult language in these. So you know this is not for for this is not for you to teach your five year old uh, proper grammar necessarily. The words that you want them to use, particularly around guests and such but this is good mystery writing so and if you want an introduction to Dorothy Sayers Phoebe what would you say what, what what's one mystery Lord Peter Whimsey what, what, what's a book that has him in it that you would suggest well for starters I guess you could go with either the first book just and go through them all, or you could do, this is my preference, to go with the short stories. Okay. Those have a few of her, well, if you go with the complete short stories of Dorothy Sayers, those have a few other detectives in them, too. Right. Montague Egg, and, and it, but Peter Whimsey is the, is the primary detective in most of those stories. Okay, so that's Mysteries, and personally, I would suggest G.K. Chesterton's Father Brown although it has the father brown stories have a lot of they can be kind of dense and they bring in some philosophy that younger you know younger teenagers may not get very well but gk chesterton did a good job writing mystery novels so okay ghost stories i know you like ghost stories that's something we've discussed. Tell us about some ghost stories, or some ghost story authors. Well, 
Russell Kirk, I've read a few of his. They're mostly adult, but they are really good. Right. They're, they're, I've been selective about what I've let you read by Russell Kirk. Not that it's bad, but they are mature, and they require just you need a little bit more age for some of the themes. But yes, Russell Kirk is really good. His short stories are, are wonderful. Who, who, who are some other mystery, um, excuse me, ghost story authors? Andrew Caldecott is, his not exactly ghosts, is really good. I have thoroughly enjoyed them. Right, now, as the title suggests, these are not only books, or excuse me, these are not just stories that are, they're not horror stories. I wouldn't let you read them if they were horror stories, but... Why did, Why is the title, Phoebe, why do you think it's called Not Exactly Ghosts? It's that mysterious twist that you can never identify where the, if there was a ghost or not. You can't tell. There is no trace and no explanation. It could have been a, a quirk of your mind, a thought shadow in a corner. Which makes it more realistic and actually gives it a, t a kind of edge that other ghost story writers don't. Like someone like M.R. James, you know that there's, that there's ghosts in those stories, usually. Yes. <clears throat> but, but, but Caldecott is not so much. Now, is there one particular story because some of Andrew Caldecott's you can find online. So, is there one particular story of his that you like? The Quintet. It's about these people, these four people sit up, or four or five, <coughs> sit up late at night trying to keep awake till New Year's Day. And they, are, they tell each other go, ghostly stories. Things that they might have imagined, but which are quite enjoyable. Okay, thank you. And and lastly, there is humor. And there you know, humor writers and and I know our family has enjoyed a lot of humorous poems over the years. So, so who are some humor writers that you like? If you're going for just if you're going for just really funny you would probably go for George Aid, or Aid's Fables, or Fables and Slang. Okay. So George Aid is not someone that's a, it's not a common name. It He used to be a common name in the United States, but not many people know him. Any particular thing about him, I mean, what, what are his, what do his stories depict usually, or is there one type of thing he, he talks about? If it's okay, I would like to read to you a passage from one of my favorites. Sure, go ahead. Alright, Eight Fables. The new fable of the private agitator and what he cooked up. Ambition came with sterling silver breastplate and flaming sword and sat beside Tad, aged five. The wee hopeful lived in a frame house with box pillars in front and hollyhocks leading down toward the pike. He, call, he talked numbers to himself as he sped along and mumbled over the important letters he was about to dictate. 
Those who were pushed out of his way would overhear a scrap or two of the raving and think he was balmy. <laughs> and and that balmy is is again that's not a, a term that we often hear, but it, it's one meaning crazy uh, in in older English. So good. So George Ade, and then I, I know that th- there's another author that that we all have enjoyed in our home for for humor. P.G. Woodhouse. Yes, yes. Jeeves books. The the Jeeves stories are they're fantastic. If you are having trouble, if you're discouraged or sad, uh, certainly Jeeves or excuse me Woodhouse can present a situation that makes life seem a little bit lighter. So, any particular Jeeves novel you like, Phoebe, more than others? For me, I think the ones I can't especially I can't think of any names at the moment, but I like the ones with his with his aunt Agatha and her husband Lord Warpleston and his daughter Florence. Okay, so yes. Uh, the two main characters in in the Jeeves stories are uh, Bertie or Bertram Wooster and his butler Jeeves and Bertram or Bertie has two aunts. One is his aunt Agatha. The one who breaks bottles with her teeth and gnaws rats. Yes, yes. Uh, Bertie says that she she breaks bottles with her teeth and she gnaws rats. And, which is not true, but he just has very, very descriptive language. And that's what's great about Woodhouse is he, he has command of the English language. And he, can, he presents it in a way that will make you really laugh. He's one of the few authors I know for me who I have to be careful where I read him when I'm by myself. Because when I'm in public and I'm, I read P.G. Woodhouse... I will actually sometimes start laughing. I made the mistake one time. I was giving a final exam in a class. It was timed as a teacher. And so I graded everything else. I had nothing to do. So I started reading. And and I was standing up in front of the class. And I'm reading this Woodhouse book. And I started snickering. And and like all the time when when you're not supposed to laugh and something's funny, it makes you want to laugh even more. To the point that my I can still look at remember one student's face, who was, who thought I just had a morbid sense of humor because I was giving them a test and and I was laughing about it, which it was not the case. But it was so funny. I even I put I drew on the board the line that he that that Woodhouse wrote that was so funny, and then you know most of the students were laughing as well by the time I finished it. So. Anyway, so yes, P.G. Woodhouse is great. Now, we also, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll end with humorous poems. So we have, we have a few books of, of classic poems. You know, there's, there's the poems that are just, you know, that are great. Like, we like Robert Frost, and, and I enjoy Wendell Berry, and certainly Samuel Taylor Coleridge, and, and, and people like that. But... One of the books of poems that our kids really like a lot is called, what is it, Phoebe? Favorite Poems, Old and New. Favorite Poems, Old and New. 
So t tell us about, you know, what do you like about these poems, Phoebe? Well, they're just, they're funny, and they have lots of different selections you can enjoy. There's funny, there's poems about nature, there's poems about fairies, there's even old ballads, so they're not my favorite. So who are some of the, who are some of the authors that, that are included in this particular selection or this particular book? Now you've mentioned Ogden Nash before. Yes, um, Robert Louis Stevenson, and sometimes even the Bible. Okay. All right. So, is there a particular poem that that you you like in in this selection? Yes, actually, it's one of the humorous ones, and it's called "The Ella Telephony" by Laura E. Richards. All right. Should I read it? Yes, go ahead. Okay. The elephant telephony. Once there was an elephant who tried to use the telephant. No, no, I mean an elephone who tried to use the telephone. Dear me, I am not certain quite that even now I've got it right. How air it was, he got his trunk entangled in the telephunk. The more he tried to get it free, the louder buzzed the telephy. I fear I'd better drop the song of elephop and telephone. <laughs> oh, goodness. And, and, and this book is filled with poems like this. So this it, it, it's a great book for people who don't think that they like poetry. Now, you do have to have a sense of humor and appreciate the lighter side of things. But this, this is one that, that we've read quite a bit. So, I, Phoebe, I really appreciate talking about you know different literature i believe this can be helpful to people if they are they're interested so thank you for for coming and for for talking today you're welcome it was really fun appreciate it